<laughs> this is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. This show is brought to you by Pet King Brands, the makers of Zymox and Oratine. It's Behave with Arden Moore. This show that teaches you how to have harmony in the household with your pets. Join Arden as she travels coast to coast to help millions better understand why cats and dogs do what they do. Get the latest scoop on famous faces. They're perfectly pampered pets in Who's Walking Who in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails. Garner great pet tips and have a doggone fur-flying fun time. So get ready for the pause and applause as we unleash your all-behave host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. Hey, you guys, you're in for a treat. We're doing kind of a two-in-one show today. And what we're going to do is I have on our show today the fabulous host of Catitude, Michelle Fern. And she is part of our Pet Life Radio Network. And we're going to go to all things C-A-T. There's going to be bad jokes. going to be quirky behaviors. Stick around. So everybody just sit, purr, need, whatever you want to do. We'll be right back. Time for a pause. Four furry ones actually sit and stay. All Behave will be right back. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here. Welcome to spring and summer, the onset of itchy skin and allergy season. Is your pet dealing with itchy skin, hot spots, and even ear infections? Help is here. It is Zymox shampoo and conditioner to the rescue. Not only is this a shampoo and conditioner great for general bathing and healthy skin support, but it is the go-to shampoo and conditioner for itchy pets. Its patented enzyme formula is loaded with antibacterial and antifungal properties to ease the itch and stop the scratching. And as an added bonus, Zymox shampoos and conditioners give off a lovely, pleasant non-medicine smell. For over 20 years, Zymox products have been helping pets find relief for many health conditions. All Zymox skin and ear products get their effectiveness from enzymes. Zymox contains no antibiotics and no petroleum byproducts, just the soothing power of enzymes. Zymox can be found at your veterinary clinic, most pet specialty stores, and online. To learn more, dash over to www.zymox.com. That's Z-Y-M-O-X for your pet's sake. Let's Talk Pets on PetLifeRadio.com. All Behave is back with more tail-wagging ways to achieve harmony in the household with your pets. Now, back to your fetching host, America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Welcome back to the Old Behave Show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. We're going to the fine felines today on this very, very special episode of Old Behave because it's a crossover show. I am teaming up with Michelle Fern, the host of Catitude on Pet Life Radio. And this show is going to air on Obehave and Catitude. So without further delay, welcome to the show, Michelle. Hey, thanks for having me. Arden, can you tell people a little bit about your show and 
just all the wonderful things. You do so many animal things that I first aid and so many. Can you tell people a little bit about you and your show? Well, I'm just glad my last name is Moore because that's what I do in the pet world. (laughs) Um, I jokingly say I wear a lot of collars in the pet world because I write books. I host the Old Behave show. I'm a master in pet first aid and I'm very, very doggone lucky because I have a dog and a cat, Kona and Casey, who helped me teach this veterinary approved class. In addition, I host a show called Meowie Hour. And uh, I got to tell you, the Old Behave show, we have been on the air since 2007. So we are the longest running pet podcast on the planet. Wow. We have over 400 shows and I love doing it. And uh, special pause up to the Wizard of Paws, the producer of Pet Life Radio, Mark Winter. So I'm glad to be on your show, Michelle. Well, I'm glad to have you. And I know we're going to touch on this at the end also, but you said a little bit about Meowie Hour. So can you just tell us a little bit more about that real quick? Yeah, just kind of developed due to wonderful COVID-19 times where everybody's stuck at home and aren't able to travel. The Cat Fancier Association, CFA, is the largest cat registry on the planet. And so they're really reaching out to not just purebred, but mutt cats. And so they invited me to host every week on Facebook live. And then it airs also on YouTube, a show called Meowie Hour, which also is co-hosted by my ginger boys, Casey and Rusty, and features uh, the CFAs, Kathy Black and Teresa Kiger. And each week we interview guests. And then I have a secret talent, I am a licensed bartender. So at the end, I create a kitty cocktail. Sorry, kitties, you can't drink it. Only two-leggers can. And we all raise a glass and we toast to all cats everywhere. So if you could ever be on the show, Michelle, I might make you a Moscow Mew. Wow. I didn't know you were also a bartender. You have a lot of hidden talent. (laughs) Like I said, the last name is... Right. I mean, you know, wow. Okay. I'm going to have to tune in. And also if people want to find out more about you, and again, we'll mention this a little at the end too, but where's all your info based? Oh, thanks. Just the launching pad would be ardenmore.com. And then from there they can get all the other links, but thanks. Okay. And I feel like super humbled, but I'm just a show host. I haven't written. No, no, don't ever say that. Do you know how hard it is to host a show and you have not one, but two shows. So I really appreciate being a guest on your show. Thank you so much. And thanks for coming on Catitude. Catitude's been on the air since I believe 2010. Okay, that's pretty good. And first it was hosted by Tom Doc, which was a different kind of show. And then I took over 2017 and have had a blast, have learned a great deal about cats. And then I also host Best Bets for Pets, which is our product show. And that has been, I've been hosting since 2010. And I was just thinking it's been, gosh, 10 and a half years now. And I have had, you name it, it's been on this show because there are so many crazy products. I think I've had 40 bowls. I don't know how many leashes, how many toys, how many strain. My strangest was some kind of thing that you were enabled you to talk to your fish and they were based in France. Oh, say bon. 
<laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. I, That's it. So, My French teacher from high school is like, really hard. That's all you can come up with is say bon. You don't even know the word for fish. No, no. I know it's pescado in Spanish. I don't know what fish is. I know we or bonjour, bonsoir. I don't know. Yeah, that's all right. That's all right. Hey, when we have cats, you're multilingual anyway, because we got to learn to talk cat, right? Yes. And so let's start off with something, some funny cat stuff, because we are recording in early 2021, and it's still a strange world. We're still dealing with pandemic. It's been a rough year, you know, starting off. It was rough last year. I keep saying rough. I should say meow. So this is going to be fun, this show. It's something to laugh about, about your cats. That's what the goal is, you know? So what do you think, Arden? Time for some laughter? Like you have Meowing Hour, which must be, I have to tune in because that sounds like so much fun. It is a lot of fun. And the cliche, the saying laughter is the best medicine is so true, but let's bring it home a little even deeper. If you're lucky to have a cat or more in your house and you have a sense of humor, you are lowering your blood pressure the power of the purr is, is lowering your heart rate. And yeah, we live in a pandemic, but don't, don't, don't kick your humor to the curb and watch your cats. Let their antics make you laugh. And they're good medicine. Cats are good medicine. So true. Even when they do their crazy things. Well, they do crazy things, but then they're like looking at us humans going, really? You only have two legs. You don't have any claws. You can't leap eight times your size. You don't have a flexible spine like we do. What What are you doing, human? Yeah, I, sometimes I feel like you're just there to feed me, pet me, and <laughs> let you, and um, give me a treat every so often. Well, there's some cats that are mamas that do bond with us and all that, but they're just like people. They come in all different personalities, or I guess, as pardon the pun, personalities. So think about it, uh, Michelle, you got grumpy old men cats, you got needy cats, you got jack cats. Doesn't it sound like people? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So you got some uh, cool cats. I know one of them that's uh, a darling is Dennis, right? Dennis is like, this is something funny about Dennis. He was my first cat. And literally how I found Dennis, I opened the door. He walked in. Exactly that. We heard purring outside one night. It was cold, as cold as South Florida gets. It might have been 40. You know, it was one of these freezing nights here. And opened the door. He walked in. Wow. Well, you know what? Nothing is better in a form of flattery than to have a cat pick you. I, I like to say to people, dogs put the D in drool, the O in obey, the G in goofy, and the S in seconds, please. But cats, cats put the C in candid the A in attitude, the T in tenacious, and the S in so what? So when a cat likes you, that's the real deal. Well, the funny thing about Dennis is he was the very first cat that I had. And mm -hmm. I was not a cat person. Never, didn't grow up with the cats, grew up with dogs. And now there's this cat. And <laughs> at that time, me and my significant other did not live together. And he liked the cat. I said, you take the cat. I don't want the cat. I don't know how cats work. I don't know how they do litter box. You take him. So, and we also, with Dennis, we looked forever to try to find out where he might be missing. Put up signs. We got him scanned. Right. Going to the Humane Society, we didn't 
secure the crate as well. And so it shook. Well, you know what happened? Number two in the car, driving with your head out the window to get to the society. <laughs> I get there and I said, you have to help me. You have to rinse this out. You have to they go, We don't do that. I said, I carried on like a lunatic. So they, they found those and everything. He wasn't chipped. Nobody claimed him. I don't know if somebody abandoned him, but he is the best cat ever. And the, nice. the funny thing, the thing that I guess did not really prepare me well for how cats were is that I thought all cats were like him. I even told a neighbor, I said, your cat is just a biatch. My cat is great <laughs> because he's part Maine Coon. And yeah. they're, you know, I know cats are not like little dogs, but Dennis is kind of like a little dog. He's so sweet. He doesn't, he, he doesn't hiss. He doesn't claw. He's, he's like very dog-like for cats, which me for having my first cat, I thought, oh, cats are great. They're easy. Then I got more cats and I realized Dennis is unusual. <laughs> you know, not <laughs> suddenly uh, Dennis's uh, stock value rose because you realize, yeah, Maine Coons are really super mellow. They call them the gentle giants of the cat world. Nothing bothers them. And so I think you were, pardon the pun, doggone lucky that, uh, that Dennis picked you to be his pet parent. Very lucky. And then my cat world grew to include <laughs> Molly, who she chooses to allow me to pet her. I feel, I feel, you know, honored. And um, and Charlotte, and they're the indoor cats. And then Sammy and Jethro are the parents that are outdoors because they they're kind of feral cats, and they're a couple, so they have their house outside, a little heating pad, food, nice. flea treatment. You know, they get all everything, but they're outside because we can't break them up. No, no, and you're doing the right thing. We have an outdoor cat named Baxter. They call them community cats. And uh, we have a, a little cat condo for him on our porch. He knows all the neighbors. And I swear he wears an invisible watch because Julie gets up and feeds all the pets at 5 a.m. because she starts a shift early. And he is on the porch. And then I feed everybody around 5 p.m. And Baxter's on the porch. So don't tell me cats don't know time. Oh, they know time. Dennis walks on my head if, it's, if I'm getting up too late to tell mm -hmm. me that it's time to feed me. Right. Well, hey, you know, one thing about cats, really, sincerely, we could take a lesson from them. They're candid. They don't pussyfoot around. They're like, yeah, no. So we can learn something about them. You know, it's okay to be candid. You don't have to be rude, but it's okay to speak your mind. And cats do that. Exactly. Hey, everybody, we're going to go uh, keep talking about cats. We got some silly cat jokes Michelle and I are going to share that are making you groan. And we're going to talk more about quirky cat behaviors right after this commercial break. So sit and purr. We'll be right back. Time for a walk on the red carpet, of course. All Behave will be back in a flash right after these messages. Pause up, everyone. Arden Moore here, the host of the O Behave Show. Raise your paw if you love frozen desserts. I know I do. And so do my canine trio of Bujo, Kona, and Emma. They drool with delight when offered this sweet treat. And now all dogs will have plenty to yap about. That's because Ben & Jerry's has just unleashed not one, but two doggy desserts. Your dog can enjoy the Ponce Mix made with peanut butter and pretzel swirls, or Rosie's Batch, made with pumpkin and mini cookies. Or put a little of both in their bowl. Yum, yum for the tum-tum. Now, 
When you treat yourself to a bowl of your favorite Ben and Jerry's ice cream, mine is the classic Cherry Garcia, your dogs can enjoy the Ponce Mix or Rosie's Batch or a blend of both. Do you know what time it is? Why, it's Ben and Jerry's time. I see Happy, Bujo, Kona, and Emma heading my way. Check out the Ben and Jerry's Doggy Desserts at BenJerry.com. That's B-E-N-J-E-R-R-Y.com. Pause up. Hey, pet pals, Arden Moore here, host of the OBA show. Great news. New York Times bestselling author W. Bruce Cameron has a new audiobook. It's called A Dog's Courage, and it's brought to you by Macmillan Audio. It stars a dog named Bella who gets separated from her humans in a raging wildfire. She finds two young mountain cubs who need her help. Will they survive? Will she reunite with her humans? Hey, I'm no plot spoiler. You need to treat, yeah, I said treat yourself to the Macmillan audiobook called A Dog's Courage by W. Bruce Cameron. Do it today. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio.com. Hey, everybody. This is Jackson Galaxy from Animal Planet's My Cat from Hell. And I'm here with Arden Moore on the wonderful Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. Don't miss it. We're back from the lot. Just checked the paper and we had a record showing at the box. The letterbox, that is. Now back to Obehave. Here's Arden. Welcome back to the Obehave show on Pet Life Radio. I'm your host, Arden Moore. I'm having a great time talking about cats with Michelle Fern. She hosts not one, but two shows on uh, Pet Life Radio. We're talking about catitude as well as best bets for pets. Whew, say that 10 times fast. Welcome back to the show. Okay, Arden. I'm going to tell you one of my favorite jokes. All right. Cats. Ready? Yep, I'm ready. Okay. Let's see if you, I bet you know the answer to this one. What's a cat's favorite color? Hmm. I don't know. What? Purple. Okay. Well, I got one for you. You know, you, do you really want to hear a bad joke? Oh, yeah, sure. Just kidding. Oh, geez. Okay. You know, all my college professors right now are probably going, really? She earned a degree from Purdue and she gets more jollies from telling bad cat jokes. All right. You got another one? Yeah. This kind of fits in with yours. What do you call a pile of kittens? Hmm. I don't know what. A meowton. All right. Drum roll. Now I'm going to share with you and only with you and all your listeners, my all time favorite cat joke. You ready? Let's hear it. Okay. Why don't cats play poker in the jungle? Why? There's too many cheetahs. Oh, that is great. <laughs> that is number my, one. My cat, Rusty, right now just put his paw to his eye like, no, I live with her. No, please. Cat dignity is all on the line. You know, hey, jokes are good. You need jokes. Yeah, you do. And cats actually do have a sense of humor. I've written a number of cat books, and I've had the pleasure of working with some of the leading veterinarians and veterinary behaviorists. So I'm always learning about the felines. And the one thing, though, difference than dogs is cats don't like to be embarrassed. So I'm going to ask you something, Michelle, and you tell me if that is something you've noticed or pay attention to moving forward. If something happens to one of your cats, like Dennis or Molly or Charlotte, and they accidentally slip off a table, no harm, but they look goofy and you start laughing. If that happens to most cats, they immediately start grooming themselves 
like um, nobody saw it. It didn't happen. But again, if a dog does something silly and you laugh, they go back and do it again for applause. But with kitties, they don't like to be the butt of a joke. What do you think? Huh. I'm trying to think. I wonder if I've ever noticed that. Now I'm Yeah, so if they do something silly, like they misjudge something, no harm. We're not harming any kitties, but they slip or they miscatch a thing. A lot of times they'll start grooming as a way to return to dignity status. But if a dog, you know, does something goofy, like I got Kona, my terrier mix, if I throw a ball and it, it lands in the bucket or something, she'll go back and keep going and laughing and more, more, more. But the cat would be like walking away grooming. Yeah. It's kind of like the dogs are okay to be the goofings of the yeah, world. Yeah. The cats yeah. are saying, oh, me, I didn't do that. That's too That's right. I'm, That's right. I'm too elegant. <laughs> there you go. There you go. So what's a quirky behavior you want to talk about for our listeners? Okay. Here's one thing that I've heard about, and I'm not so sure how this works. And I bet you have some great insight on this. When cats are staring at you, you know how all of a sudden they'll just start staring? And right. then I've heard that when they wink their eye, it means they're sending you like a little love message, or I've heard that it's called a kiss or something. Yeah. And it's up to us to do it back right. So this is like cat human dating. So don't blow it, everybody. So when a cat sits and looks at you and has very soft eyes, and then you see their eyes slowly close and slowly open, that is the feline equivalent of a doggy kiss to you. This is a cat saying, okay, human, you're pretty cool for only two leggers. And the worst thing you could do is to exaggerate your wink back. Don't go spastic. Do a soft wink back without saying any words. And the cat will get it. And the cat will be like, yeah, you had me at wink. So don't act like you got something in your eye and exaggerate your open and closing of your lids. That's pretty cool. Because yeah, they do love us. They do love us. I have uh, a BFF. He is a uh, ginger boy named Casey. He's the one who helps me teach first aid. He also is a certified therapy cat. And I call him my BFF. And that stands for best feline friend. He's the most affectionate mama's boy cat I've ever had. He comes when I call him. He cuddles with me. And we have amazing conversations. He'll just start talking and we just go on and on. See, only Dennis of my trio that's in the house are cuddly. Yeah. Molly, you know what I've learned is that you have to take each each of your cats as they are, because they're all, like you said, we were talking earlier, they're all different. Molly does not like to be picked up. She just, don't touch me is her motto. But- She's the Greta Garbo of cats. Yeah. Well, in a way, it's environment and nature and nurture. So depending on what happened to her when she was a young kitten, and there's a key socialization period when they're very, very young, just a few weeks old. And then again, as they get a little bit older, depending on what happens during those socialization periods does make an imprint on how they act. There's also cats that may not ever want to be touched, we say. I had a calico named Callie, who they say calicos are like a box of chocolate. They're sweet on the outside, but nuts on the inside. <laughs> and they really are. Um, and it took Callie till she was 10 years old to finally feel safe enough to let people who visited pet her. She was great with me, but she was very 
the doorbell rang. She was a speed bump under my bedspread moving. So I'm just saying there's hope for Molly. It just, it, they do it on their own time schedule. I think she might grow into it when she gets older and she's four and a half. She is the only one of all my cats that was, she was born in front of my door. Wow. And she was socialized, I thought, you know, when she was just weeks old, very tiny, Mm -hmm. but maybe not enough. I don't know. She comes near you. She likes to be near people, but she lets you can pet her, but do not pick her up. Do not. Well, and that's, you know what? That's her rule. And that's not a bad thing because when she feels like you respect that, other opportunities, she might even just rub against your leg. She might want to sit on the sofa next to you, but not on your lap. And these are all big, big progress signs for a cat. We're just not as patient as cats. So I have good hope for, for Molly. Yeah, she's sweet. She comes near you. She's the only cat that comes and sits on the sofa when it's, you know, down TV veg time, <laughs> more so than any of the other cats. Well, say that then champion the message I think we're all hearing from you is champion the qualities we like in our cats. And just like we can't make our kids be star baseball or football players or whatever, if they want to rather be in the band playing the tuba. We got to let our cats show us what their preferences are and their likes and and build on those. Exactly. What is one of the quirky behaviors you like or find interesting in cats? Well, I like elevator butt. (laughs) I'm going to go to the south end of a cat. Many of us, we're petting our cat and we stroke along the spine and as we move our fingers down the spine, all of a sudden we feel their back end start to rise and the tail goes straight up. It's a comical condition known as elevator butt. And for the cat, that means, oh, that's a good spot right there. That's a good spot. That's a good spot. That's a good spot. It also, I know they're kind of, this is disgusting for us, but purely normal for cats. They're actually giving you an invitation to take a whiff from their south end, from their butt end. Obviously, I'm not doing that, and I'm sure you aren't either. But if you if, if you ever know, cats smell each other's butts just like dogs smell butts. It tells them so much. They know exactly what you had for breakfast. They know if you've been spayed or neutered. They know if you're a nice cat or a mean cat. There's just so much you can download from one whiff from the south end. I'm jokingly, I'm, I'm non-partisan, but I would say if we could sniff the butts of, of politicians and got the real deal on what they were all about, we would have the world's best <laughs> operating government on the planet. Really? How about that? We could have a whole new can. Sniff my butt. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know what? I wonder about the butt part because Dennis and Nikki, who's um, a Havanese, they grew up together for, I think they were together the first two, three years. Yeah. And Nikki does that. And he's Nikki's a dog. He does that too. Did he learn that from Dennis? Yeah. Cats and dogs, when it comes to the sense of smell, they outsmell us amazingly better. They can, if you dropped a Cheeto in a swimming pool, the only ones that knew that could smell the Cheeto are your cats and your dogs, not us. They also can outhear us 10 times. So if you're trying to sneak open a bag of Cheetos or whatever in your upstairs bedroom from the rest of the family, the only ones that could hear that you open that crinkle sound are your cats and dogs. So they'll be there. Have you ever noticed that, that you try to do something and maybe Dennis is right there? Like I heard you. Yes. 
and it is it is not the kind of the Trader Joe's what I call healthy version of Cheetos. <laughs> open them and let's look. And there's Dennis. That's right. Out of nowhere, there he is. Every right. single time. You can't cheat with a cat around. No. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. Well, the other thing I like about cats is some of them can talk. Not all, but when it comes to vocalizing, our cats, do you know our cats out talk dogs? I mean, you've got dogs. I've got dogs. How many different sounds do you think really your dogs make? Now we just have Nikki and he just has an annoying bark. So <laughs> I think two, you know, okay, bark, let me go out. And then annoying, whoa, 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 whoa. That, uh, yeah. Well, give me a couple of cat sounds from your, your, your crew. Give me a couple They're distinct sounds. Quiet. Um, Charlotte is the kind of loudest and she's like a nah, nah. <laughs> my signing of another. He thinks that she says hello like a human. I don't so, know what it'd be like. Hello? Like, I don't know. He says she swears just like a human. I haven't heard it. So I don't know if this is a ghost cat talk thing or what, but I, I, I don't know. Well, uh, cats have different sounds. Obviously, we've got the <laughs> The hiss, which means back off, but they also sometimes, uh, Casey, my cat will go, nom, 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 nom. So he's trying to form a sentence and cats are really only vocal with us more so than other cats or dogs because we're so poor at reading body language. The kitties are like, oh gosh, now we got to talk because these humans don't know what we're doing with our tails, our eyes, and our ears. But I think the coolest thing a cat does is when they make this sound, when they see a bird, you know, on, on the tree from their window ledge and they do. <coughs> Have you ever heard that from any of your kitties? No. And that's a cat saying to the bird, I'm up to come here and play with me. So they're trying to lure the bird, but you know, birds have brains and they're like, oh gosh, hey, Fred, do you see that cat over there? Yeah. Doing that stupid cackle? Yeah. He thinks we're stupid enough to come over. <laughs> so that's the bird version of cat cackle. Wow. Okay. Interesting. I had to do that sound because it's radio, Michelle. That's a good sound. Thank you. Thank you. I've had many years of really practice. Good. Okay. Here is something that is one of those cat things. Why is it that even if you have certain kind of toys for cats, besides your cat tree or other things, the things that they like the best is squishing themselves into a box, like a cardboard box that you've gotten from a delivery, especially during, you know, pandemic times. I've been ordering up a storm because who wants to go anywhere, but or who <laughs> can go anywhere. But whatever the cardboard box is, someone will squish themselves into it that they can't fit in, but they'll just smush themselves into it. Well, cats actually like being in cozy places tucked in and they like being wrapped in towels and things like that. It's the cat version of the hug. And for them, they don't think anybody else knows that they're there. So they get to hide because when you think about it, unlike dogs, cats are both prey and predator. So they're hunters that don't want to be hunted. So you buy these expensive gifts. I know. I hear you. And you pull them out and you start to play with your kitty. And they're like, um, I'd rather just jump in the box where they were from. Thank you very much. And so we feel like, really? We just spent all this money. If you just take a paper bag and cut off the handles and put a little hole on the bottom and lay it lengthwise, 
the kitty will have so much fun blowing in and out of that bag safely on your kitchen floor. So, so much for the big expensive toys, right, Michelle? Exactly. I remember the first time I saw my mother-in-law had two cats that lived a very long life. But I remember the first time she was throwing plastic bags on the floor, like the grocery kind, the flat, yeah. that flat and everything. And I first I thought she dropped it. She's like, no, no, leave it there. Leave it there. And her cats came over and had a blast with them. <laughs> Thing about plastic, you got to be careful. So do that with uh, human supervision because you don't want them suffocating or choking because of plastic bags. When we get groceries, the first thing on our kitchen island as we bring in the groceries, Rusty, our newest orange tabby, he's about a year and a half old, loves wrestling with the plastic bags. You know why? Because plastic bags actually are made with animal protein. And it goes back to their sense of smell. Cats can actually think that those plastic bags are like meat. So it smells like meat. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. So just be careful because they can get in trouble. And I am a pet first aid instructor. So I had to put on my safety hat. But yeah, as long as you're supervising them and they're having fun playing, let the play continue and then just take care of those shredded plastic bags after the show. Mine are lazy. They sit on them. If anything, they don't do any shredding. Really? Oh, Ru Rusty wrestles with them. He's a boxing man. He loves it. Okay. I have a question for you because you, in my mind, you know, all cat and I've seen this around and I just want your take on it. Everything these days is plant-based and I know we've been talking about funny things, so I think this is a little funny, but everything's plant-based. Plant-based this, plant-based this. I've been a vegetarian for, it'll date me, more years than I want to, Let's <laughs> it's over 25 years. So everything's plant-based. And I've heard crazy things out there, you know, make your dog vegan, make this vegan. <laughs> but then I've heard, you know, little things, maybe can you make your cat vegan, which we know is nuts, Right. Yeah, actually, uh, you asked what I do for a living. I write the nutrition column for every issue of Catster Magazine, the most circulated cat publication. So I get to interview the leading veterinary nutritionists all over the planet, including holistic ones. And if you look at the cat versus the human, cats are obligate carnivores. They need meat. They need taurine, an essential amino acid. And what's good for the person may not be good for the cat. And you could really mess up their health when you think that they can go meatless, if you will. That said, there are major strides going on with plant-based proteins to be able to keep our planet alive. So I say, uh, go get a fake burger like the Impossible at uh, Burger King, but bring the quality meat to your cat. Well said. Okay, let's wrap things up. Tell me another one of your favorite quirky cat things. Well, my cat Rusty is quiet until it's mealtime and he goes bananas. He does a sound. No, 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 no. And I realized that he was found as an orphan and food is everything to him. So 
he goes cray cray at mealtime. So we actually feed him in his own suite, aka the <laughs> um the hallway bathroom with a little placemat. And then we go feed all the other pets. Oh my gosh. Otherwise, he goes after food in our 90-pound dog Bujo's bowl. And Bujo's a very sweet dog, but the kibble's as big as the head of of Rusty. So once we gave him his own feeding suite and now only let him out after everybody else has the proper time to digest, everything is back to being civilized. But I have never seen a cat go so ballistic when it's mealtime. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that's funny. Yeah, because Dennis will eat dog food. And I don't know if we have to be careful if there's any paper bags, like if the food is in the bag and not in a contained place before you know the bag is actually opened. Yeah. Because we do feed them some kibble and some wet because he'll open it. Oh, yeah. That's why God gave cats claws and sharp teeth. <laughs> yeah. Dennis will open it. He'll open anything, though. We've had to childproof lock things. Oh yeah, cats are cats are observant learners. They really watch what we do. So they see what we do. They don't have a thumb, but that doesn't stop them. They can manipulate with their claws and their paws. And uh, yeah, I know many friends that have cats that you think they have a little kid, but they have childproof locks because of the cats. I'll never forget, this is a funny story. When Dennis was very little and he was living with my significant other and uh, Nikki was very little, Mm-hmm. They were being pet watched at a friend's house and she, you know, had some teenagers, husband, you know, big kitchen. And so they were both, you know, housebroken sort of, and they were in the house. They were fine. She woke up one morning, she saw potato chips all over the place <laughs> and bottles knocked over and she party. Thought, oh my gosh, what did my kids do? Would they have a party? And I didn't hear them. What in the world? Turned out Dennis opened like six cabinets. Is that what you call chips ahoy? (laughs) Yeah. Party time. Yeah. Well, well, think about that. They got salt on there. You know, the cats love that. The one taste that they don't have is sweet. So I want to come back as a cat. So I'll be skinnier because they don't have a taste. uh, They don't have a sweet tooth receptor. Did you know that? I think I heard that, but yeah. Wouldn't that be nice? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If I didn't like chocolate or something, yeah, yeah, I'd probably be many sizes smaller, you know, but then (laughs) geez, you miss out a little bit there, huh? That's true. That's true. You know, Arden, we've gone a a while. We might have enough for two shows. (laughs) Well, we probably should, we should probably wrap this up. Yeah, but it is fun because the bottom line is if we have a cat or more in our house, in our lives, they make us better humans. They make us laugh. And there's always something quirky just around the corner when it comes to having a cat. So I really appreciate being able to talk to you about the felines of the world. I appreciate you having a chance to talk with you. You know so much about cats and dogs, safety. I know we did a show somewhere way back on Catitude about feline first aid. You say you've written books. You've written many, many, <laughs> many, many books. And I have some. And it's it's funny. I was shopping one day and I saw a book about cats and a book about dogs. And I saw the author and I'm like, oh, that's Auden's book. This was years <laughs> ago too. And I thought, okay, I got to get them. And so you have, how many books have you written to date? I don't know. I've written over two dozen dog and cat books. I'm really excited because during COVID, I got to write my first cat and dog books that were for kids. They're called A Kid's Guide to Cats and A Kid's Guide to Dogs. 
And it stars throughout the pages, my dog Kona and my cat Casey also talking to kids and there's DIY and fun stuff. We talk about poop and all that fun stuff. And despite COVID, my publisher's elated because we're already in the second printing. Oh, congrats. Wow, that's so that is we're, there's a lot of kids, you know, stuck at home with parents losing their patience and they're buying a kid's guide to cats, which yay. <laughs> so I am happy too because this year I'm totally revamping two of my best selling books, the cat behavior answer book and the dog behavior answer book. We're getting in about 50% new copy, new look, new information, and it's a Q&A format. So by early 2022, look for these updated versions. They're two of my best selling books. And uh, I'm just very grateful because I still have a lot to learn about cats, Michelle. I still do. But you know what? It's not a bad pursuit. Or is that a pursuit? <laughs> but you know what? The books you just described, those are the books I bought. And th those are my favorite books because when they're in that kind of format, as I call them, like resource books, yeah. there's so much information, like incredible, an incredible amount of information. And even for, I'm kind of a library fiend, but these are the books I happily purchase because there is so much information to go back and reread and educate yourself. And the fact that you're revamping it is like, yeah, because they came out like 12 years ago and we have learned so much more about cats that I need to share it. So I'm very excited. I have very strong typing fingers. So look for those books later. But uh, I really appreciate getting to talk with you. And you've got not one, but two shows with uh, Catitude and Best Bets for Pets on Pet Life Radio. So thank you again, Michelle. This was a good time. Well, it was great talking to you too, Arden. Tell us real quickly. I'm going to tell everybody real quick. You are the show host of Oh Behave. That's the longest running show on Pet Life Radio. And you also tell us really quickly, Meowy Hour, and where people can find that and um, your website. Sure. Everybody tune in every Wednesday night between 6 and 7 p.m. Eastern time for Meowy Hour. It airs on Facebook just go to the Cat Fancier Association's Facebook page, CFA Cats. And also, if you can't catch it live, don't worry. We post it on YouTube. And it is all about all cats, purebreds and mutt cats. We have guests. And as a licensed bartender, I create a kitty cocktail. And we present it at the end of the show. And we all raise a glass and toast to all cats. Finally, just go to ardenmore.com and you'll find out more. Hey, everybody, we've had a great time talking about CATs with Michelle Fern, the host of Catitude. At this time, I also want to thank my producer, Mark Winner. He is the wizard of paws. He is the executive producer of all shows on Pet Life Radio. And uh, so until next time, this is your flea-free host, Arden Moore, delivering just two words to all you two, three, and four-leggers. Oh, behave. Coast to coast and around the world, it's All Behave with Arden Moore. Find out why cats and dogs do the things they do and get the latest buzz from wagging tongues and tails in Rin Tin Tinseltown. From famous pet experts and best-selling authors to television and movie stars, you'll get great tail-wagging pet tips and have a fur-flying fun time. All Behave with America's pet edutainer, Arden Moore. Every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.